Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes, basically it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Hey, my name is Joe Saw, and I play Kyler on Cobra Kai. And y'all should tune into TV Ate My Brain, because it's a shit. You're listening to TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts, and this is a bonus episode for the Cobra Kai edition. Uh, I am the host, Peter, and not joining me on this episode is uh, Tom from Jake and Tom Conquer the World, who also covers Cobra Kai with me. Um, but if you're tuning in for the first time, I also host a movie podcast called Podstalgic, uh, and I... I'm on TV at my brain covering the Cobra Kai series uh, from YouTube Red. And this episode is a bonus episode where I got to interview actor Joe Se, who was Kyler in Cobra Kai. Uh, for those that need a refresher, he was the Asian bully. And I had an opportunity to sit down with him and talk about some of his previous work, uh, talk about the bullying culture being a minority in Hollywood, and also the lack of uh, Asian representation in movies. And this is our conversation. Okay, I'm ready. What's going on? All right. Hey, not a whole lot, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm just, I just, I've been doing some construction work and stuff like that uh, for um, yeah, my place and yeah, just trying to get settled. That's what I've been doing. Um, some auditions here and there, but ah. so far it's been good. Even hardworking actors do regular people work. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, yeah, man, we're always trying to grind, right? That's right. So especially for like minority actors, it's like, yeah, we gotta do other things, man. Um, especially in this industry, nothing is certain, and uh, yeah, you just. You just got to grind. Yeah, you, you mentioned being a, a minority actor. And what is it like? Because I know as of late uh, in the last you know couple of years with like uh, shows Fresh Off the Boat, um, Constance Wu talks about how there's lack of representation. How is it uh, for mm -hmm. you and how has it been? Because I've seen that you actually been doing some stuff. You, you're actually you have regular work. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean like on the side or not necessarily on the side? Like um, to be honest with you, I, I was very surprised to see like some of the other work that you've been featured in. Um, you know, which we'll get to mm -hmm. some of that stuff. You know, for example, you know, I saw like a Korean commercial. You know that you've done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It's been a blessing, definitely. With uh, not, it's not like steady, steady work, but it is sporadically spread out and. It definitely like yeah definitely I've been I've been doing pretty okay but I do want to get a steady line of like constant work if you know what I mean I would love to keep working every day and um, it's just tough like because you got to survive right yeah so, um, yeah it's just tough um, and definitely being an Asian actor 
it is tougher because there aren't too many roles out there. Um, if there are roles, like for instance, even this year, even this year, I've been getting a lot of roles that were IT guys, you know, like um, stereotypical roles where it's just the nerd or um, the geek or whatever, you know? So, I mean, if, if those are the types of roles that we still have to play and we can't be human um, or even with an accent, you know, like it's just, yeah, there might be some roles, like more prevalent roles here and there, but it's still that role, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm a, I'm a little curious. One of your earlier credits was in Gridiron Gang. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if uh, this is something that you're, I guess, okay with speaking about. But how, how old were you roughly uh, when you were on that? Well, I was really young. Um, but that was like my first start, and it was kind of cool because like that's when I first like kind of got into like some type of film, like a big feature film. I was just playing an extra, and then um, one of the screenwriters, he said, hey, Joe, how would you like a part in this movie? And I was like, what? So he kind of wrote me in. So it's something like out of a fairy tale book where, yeah, you just get uh, Tatarly, you know what I mean? And Yeah. Yeah, it was just amazing. It was just like, yeah, I was still in school. Like, you know, I was like in, I was like in middle school or freaking high school. And it was awesome. It was just like, it was the best. <laughs> just that feeling of like, from all the people out there, like he just kind of took me aside and said, hey, I would like to write you in. And unfortunately for that man, his son passed away during our shoot and he just kind of kind of took off in the middle. And yeah, it was just a really crazy situation. Um, but to to him, like, yeah, I would love to thank him, like, you know, uh, personally, like, later on. But he's the guy that kind of helped me start, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was, yeah, he was just a really all-around genuine guy. And for me, like, to be on set with The Rock and Exhibit, oh my gosh, that's like a dream come true, right? So, yeah, yeah, for especially for, like, one, one of your first, you know, first roles there. Yeah, and, yeah, The Rock was... Dwayne, he was just a really nice guy. Um, we had lunch together all the time. Yeah, it was just amazing. Sharing Spam Musubis and <laughs> me sharing, like, <laughs> other types of uh, sushi and stuff. So it was kind of cool. Like, definitely cool camaraderie. So do, do you watch uh, movies with Dwayne Johnson and be like, you know what? I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely cool to see him on screen and him doing so well. To me, that's amazing. And that's a testimony to how hard he's been working. So, like, um, I know he's always been working really hard, and that's something that I would like to emulate also, you know, further down my career. Definitely somebody you look up to. Definitely. Yeah. So, let's let's learn a little bit about you. You're originally from the, uh, San Francisco? Yeah, I'm actually from, um, I lived in, I was born in San Francisco, but I lived in Oakland for, like, six, seven years. And then I came down here uh, to L.A., so I moved down to K-Town and basically lived in uh, K-Town all my life, pretty much, and or in L.A. all my life, pretty much. Uh, and then now I'm still living in L.A. So just, yeah, it's just a good 
it's, it's kind of rare to see someone who's been raised in LA to be in the industry because everyone from the industry seems to be outside of LA, like in the Midwest or even from the East Coast. But it's definitely cool. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just pursuing my dreams and hopefully, yeah, if God willing, you know, have more roads open for me. You mentioned uh, pursuing your dreams, um, going to school and then uh, in college. It, it wasn't exactly like that, right? You were, um, you know, the, uh, your, your parents obviously had a different path in mind for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm Asian American, man. What can you say? Uh, my parents, they wanted, um, they wanted me to become a doctor uh, or something with like a license like they're like get a profession with a license man <laughs> i'm like damn um i could be a doctor on a show or you know i could be a but then i just i actually got into ucla as like a like you know just with a pre-med major and i was going through the whole like cell developmental bio curriculum and yeah i just uh decided to change paths <laughs> then like around my second year and yeah after that it was just I just acted like prof- like full time in a sense and um yeah I just wanted to yeah I, I guess that's kind of like I started doing things more like uh I think I could do this as like a real job type of feel you know and were your parents supportive of it no I just did it and then I told them hey mom and dad uh I did like a, well, I didn't even tell them. I just, I didn't ever show my parents exactly what, I think the first film that they watched was like Spawn Night. So like, um, that's because they heard about it on like, you know, the Asian broadcasting, like, you know, the radio, the community radio show and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, they were just like, Hey, uh, uh, there, I guess you're in this thing. And, I was like, oh crap, you found out. <laughs> but yeah, you could you could go. <laughs> I even tell them. They just said that they were going to go. And um, that was kind of quite surprising and shocking. And it was kind of awkward. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, in Gridiron Gang, you know, you played a juvenile de- delinquent. Um, in Cobra Kai, you're a bully. In Freedom Riders, you were also a gang member, right? Yeah. So in Spawn Night, a completely different type of character. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Spawn Night and the character of David? Um, yeah, um, Spawn Night was something. Uh, well, it was a full character. So, like, if you read this, well, when I read the script, I was just taken aback because it was like you know this character had a mom and dad, had everybody, had everything. Um, from good and bad and to me that was something that I really wanted to see in a film in an American film where you see a real Asian American experience you know instead of some guy who you see snippets of like oh he's a nerd and that's all we know about him you know or it was just something completely different and to me just even that aspect was kind of was really refreshing and I wanted to really do the film because I saw in Andrew's script that there was a lot of moments of like art. There's a lot of moments of like, uh, yeah, imagery and everything. And that's something that I really love in film. Um, also, it, I thought it touched up on uh, topics that were really important to our community. Um, 
And yeah, I, that's why I wanted to partake in that role. And, and Spa Night was something, definitely something special, but it was something really difficult for me to do because of, uh, not because it's just the nudity, but it was also because like, just the whole emotional aspect of it, of um, especially going through a lot of things that I had to go through with my parents, you know, it was just uh, something that, yeah, a lot of like scars that needed to be rehashed. And I just, you know, that was just the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Um, definitely needed to like unwind after a few months, even after the shoot and just try to get back, you know, like into like this regular Joe mode, you know? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yes, Spawn Night isn't a movie that I'm familiar with. And I, I, I checked out the trailer and it does look amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've watched a few interviews uh, with you and Andrew. Um, the subject mm-hmm. matter is very taboo. I One of my best friends is Korean and I know what his family mm-hmm. is very much like. So I, mm-hmm. I I can imagine how difficult, you know, it was for you to play this role. And surprisingly that it being the first movie that your parents actually checked out, what was their, uh, how did they react to this movie? They thought it was great. And I just, well, I never really talked to them too much in depth about it, but they go, good job. Uh, And then they went more along the lines of not with the content of the film, but it was more like, oh, just keep on, keep, keep in contact with Andrew. Tell him that, you know, he, that we love him and he's such a great guy and um i would love to you know like it was all about andrew you know yeah. <laughs> and to me yeah that's like the whole like it's such a first generation asian thing to do you know sure sure <laughs> yeah 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 and <laughs> uh, to me that was like really cool that was really heartwarming and um i've just felt yeah like um uh, i wish i could make more film like this because to get this type of reaction from people that were completely against me doing film and acting and all that, the arts, it's, that was amazing to have that type of transformation just from a film and that could, that they could like, Oh, there's, there's, there are parents in the film that look like me and that kind of, you resemble like what we went through, you know, like, and for them to even feel that way and, just be like, hey, uh, good job. And, and to me, that was the biggest reward I could ever have. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I, I definitely want to check it out. And congrats to you. Uh, you won the special jury prize for breakthrough performance for that film as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, at Sundance. And that was just an amazing experience. I, I mean, I didn't even believe it. Um, I was at home at that time. Uh, yeah, trying to get into other like auditions and stuff like that. But yeah, once I got that call from the producers that I won, I didn't believe them and they had to send pictures to show me that there were, they were pretty surreal, huh? you know? Yeah. yeah serious. So yeah. Th- there's one, uh, one credit here that you had that I, I kind of want to ask about. It was in the movie vacation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so... How was the GPS navigation <laughs> system? <laughs> very aggressive. You were very aggressive in that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I think the people that wrote it, they're actually really funny guys, and um, they just wanted, like, a really angry Asian man, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it to you, you know? So uh, after I sent them my, my audition voice tape, 
I, when they saw me in person, they're like, are you the real, are you the, are you the guy on the, you know, on the tape? Because you don't look like you could do this, you know? And then I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it on, you know, I'll do it on the uh, ADR room. And um, yeah, they were kind of shocked to see that type of voice come out of me. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, when I saw that, and because I hadn't seen Vacation, and I asked a coworker about it, and he was all like, "Oh, he must uh-huh. have been like the GPS." And I go, "All right, that sounds like <laughs> something you could probably YouTube." Which there is a clip of just that, and I I was listening oh, really? to it. I was, yeah, yeah. I think okay. you just type in like Vacation, and then like GPS scene or something like that. Oh, really? Wow, that's cool. That people actually <laughs> thought it was funny. Yeah, pretty <laughs> hilarious. I yeah, I watched it and. Don't see Turning at once. That's not it. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I don't know. I, Korean? Okay. Oh, oh, it's, please turn it off. Rest. The menu's all in Korean now. I don't know what to press. Why is it so much angrier than the other voices? Why don't we just... Honey, it doesn't, it doesn't like when you touch it, okay? Just leave it alone. Let it calm down. Obviously, I don't speak Korean, but what were some of the things that you said, uh-huh. if you can recall it? Oh, uh, it was more like, make a left, you idiot. You don't know how to drive. What are you doing? You're like, you know, stuff like that. It was kind of like, uh, hey, you, like, you know, you slow, you slow, like, you know, you mentally challenged person. What are you doing? You know, like, you know, it was just stuff like that. It was kind of cursing him out while driving and being rude. Absolutely relentlessly rude. <laughs> it was it was great. Um and was uh that part of the direction or did you add the the whole uh heavy breathing as well? Um they wanted heavy breathing as well. And then um I added some other things to it and they liked it. It was just a concoction of two crazy brains working together or there were three because they had two directors. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. It, it was actually fun. It was really a fun uh time with ADR. Yeah, it sounds like it. Those guys. Yeah. Even with oh, what's that called? Um uh the interview. That that was a fun time too. Uh it's that North Korean movie. So that was kinda of fun, ADR. I saw it when it first came out and that was the whole deal where uh like the Sony right, the Sony hack and Yeah, they got hacked. Yeah, big yeah, big hacked. hubbub. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people remember that. And we yeah. definitely watched it because it got all the publicity, right, uh, uh, surrounding yeah, this movie. Yeah, So I saw it just the one time, but what what was it uh, in that movie? Were you just, uh, did, did you have an actual role? Oh, no, I just did ADR for that. I think I was elsewhere. Um, I was like probably in um, Asia at that time. I was probably in China at that time doing some stuff. And then right when I got back to, um, you know, the States, like, there was an opportunity to do some uh, North Korean accented, you know, like Korean, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> my mom is from China. So like my mom's roots are from China, uh, but she does speak with a North Korean accent. Oh, interesting. Um, because she lived. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she, yeah. That's her lineage. And so like, it's kind of cool. So I was just like, all right, I, you know, I could do stuff like this. This is fun. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. Now, the uh, listeners of the show, um, you know, they, you know, probably more familiar with Cobra Kai. Uh, can you talk about mm-hmm. how that came to be and how you were, uh, did you, were you approached or is it something that you auditioned for? 
I definitely had to audition for it. Um, nothing is just given to you. Um, yeah, it's I auditioned for it. Um, I think they loved it, and I don't know why because I just acted crazy in it. Uh, yeah, it was a scene where, like, after beating up, it was a Pepto Bismol scene. Okay. So episode it's, one. It's, it's the first time I call Miguel Ria. You know, uh, uh-huh. so that's I think that's the scene that they wanted to see and you know, show that I could do. And um, I did it and they thought it was hilarious. Uh, I didn't I, I didn't think I got it. And then maybe two to three days before I had to go to Atlanta, uh, they tell me, hey, Joe, I'll get your you know, backpack because you're going to Atlanta. And I was like, well, for what? Oh, for Cobra Kai. You got it. I was like, I'm all right. So that in like two two days, two to three days, I had to like get ready uh, to go to Atlanta, and um, it's kind of crazy. It was a crazy shoot, definitely. It was fun. It was definitely fun. So when you were auditioning, what was um, what were they looking for in the character of Kyler? Uh, him just well, first he had I think he had a chip on his shoulder, um, definitely because. I just kind of, I had to think of some backstory for him and I, I kind of saw in the script on on the side that he was just being a c- complete douche, you know, like just a complete jack- jackass. And um, I just needed a reason why, like, you know, so for me, it was like, because as an Asian American, um, you that has to come out of like, you know, from the family a lot of times. And to me, I had to like kind of go rewind and see where this character is coming from. So I kind of developed my own background for Kyler and then uh, just went in there and performed um, as much of a jerk as possible. (laughs) And I'm glad it turned out well enough for them to scout me so or to pick me up. So it wasn't like they were just looking for uh, an Asian actor. They Kyler could have been anybody. Uh, possibly, I believe so, because it wasn't like Kyler, like Lee, or Kyler, Kyler, you know, like Cho. It was, it was just Kyler, and um, it could have been a, a lot any race. It didn't matter, but for them to um, choose an Asian American, I thought. They were really, um, you know, just they were ahead of themselves. You know, they really knew about what could what this could possibly mean to pop culture and what. And I, I felt like that was amazing to for them to take that type of challenge and uh, yeah, and to pursue that pursue that angle. And because like, there's not much. That's not too, like, as you know, there's not too many roles out there for Asian Americans to be a bully to be the um the alpha in a group so that was kind of cool um definitely all that's all like john hayden you know like john and hayden and josh that's all them so uh, i'm all props to them for doing something like that 
Yeah, I thought it was definitely an interesting choice in casting you. Uh, one, there um, the show does lack uh, Asian representation, but you know it's mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. But I I thought that maybe they were looking for uh, an Asian actor to kind of play against type. You know, you mentioned stereotypes mm-hmm. earlier in roles. You know the 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 dork the geek uh, sometimes a, a gang member uh, but in this one yeah you're a bully so yeah I thought that's that was maybe intentional yeah and to me um, yeah that's that's love right there because for them to actually pursue it and actually do it instead of just saying it hey we're gonna try to make changes and for them to actually make that change to me that's that says so much more you know and all credit goes to you know Overbrook and all them, you know, it's just, I think it's over. Um, with like, you know, Will Smith's company and it, it's just, yeah, it's all them for actually taking that challenge. And it's honestly, there's tons of great Asian American actors. It's just, it's not really a challenge. It's just challenging the norm of what people would see. And for them to actually really do it, actually put it down, like with action, I think is the next step in like in Hollywood and hopefully more um, companies are willing to take that precedence, you know, like just to take action, give roles to Asian Americans. Now, uh, when you were auditioning, did you know it was for Cobra Kai? Was this something that they kind of kept under wraps a little bit? No, we all knew it was for Cobra Kai. Um, we didn't know it was going to blow up. We didn't know anything, how it's going to turn out. It's just, we were given the script on the side and we're like, Oh, this seems fun. And then this seems funny. And then, um, we, I, I didn't get to see the entire like, you know, season. So I couldn't see like how it will progress, but it seemed funny. And, um, it, to me, it, it was almost like a no brainer because this guy was a bully. And I was like, yeah, I would love to take, take on this challenge where it's a completely different, you know, like a uh, side of me, you know, and different side of like uh, all the Asian Americans you would see on film. So it's, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I, I feel blessed to be a part of it. And yeah, I, I just, I did my best. Oh, so, so, so you're saying you're not a bully in real life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe to some, I don't know. To some, I mean, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully if you don't see me as a bully, shoot. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a very interesting character because um, the, the the show a lot of the characters are very gray. You know, they're not they're not um, entirely evil. They're not entirely good. With Kyler, he seems mm-hmm. to be like one of two uh, uh, of the two characters to include Yasmin, where they're just mm-hmm. kind of kind of bad all the way through. But with Kyler. He's right. a bully until he gets his ass handed to him a couple times where he starts saying, yeah. you know what, that Miguel guy, I, I, I think I'm just going to back off. Yeah, and it's just real. I mean, these characters, all they're all human. I, I mean, no matter where these bad guys are coming from, these bullies or even like the good guys are coming from, they all have a family, you know. And for me, like for them to show the human aspect of these guys, um, it's actually pretty cool and I know they haven't really showed the other side of Kyler the reason the backstory or anything like that for him to be this way or even for um, Jasmine's character so I'm hoping they could develop more on that hopefully we'll see 
in the next seasons or um yeah how this all kind of pans out and what else could come forth you know so um i'm kind of excited i'm excited i'm really excited yeah i'm 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 excited for you uh do you think kyler is misunderstood um most definitely i don't think he was the jerk because (laughs) because miguel started it in the liquor store (laughs) He's okay. the guy that bullied us at the liquor store. Like he, there's no reason for him to snitch and be like being a party foul. You know what I mean? So for Kyler, in Kyler's sense, he's the victim. And honestly, yeah, he's he's the guy. Oh, Miguel's the guy using his weapons like training to kick our ass. And for us, it's just like we're just being stupid. So that's in, in Kyler's angle. That's kind of where he's coming from. Like, man, he's trying to take my girl, and he started this shit in the liquor store. Now, so. I'm glad you brought up the liquor store because we don't, we as the audience, we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. inside there. Uh, the character of Johnny, he's he's outside eating his pizza, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there, there's already an altercation. Do you have any insight on how it escalated so quickly when Kyler and his friends walk into the store and then come out basically already beaten up on Miguel. Oh, um, basically, yeah. If you if you kind of hear what their the interaction is, that um, they the guys like me and the crew, the Kyler and the crew, they wanted to go in there and just buy some beer, um, beer like you know just to have just to have a good time. But then uh, uh, Miguel, he he's also in the liquor store, but he kind of he kind of like tells the cashier, these guys, they go to my school or, you know, I've seen him in high school, you know? So like, it's kind of like, it kind of shows that Miguel, um, actually snitches on us on the cruise. So we can't, you know, buy liquor, you know, cause, um, that's what we were there for. And for him to do that, it was a jerk move. So, that's kind of how it escalated kind of quickly. Like, and we were already hyped up from, uh, from the meat and stuff like that. And, uh, like, Oh, the wrestling meat. That's what I should say. And yeah. So it kind of escalated to the next point, to the next level. To the, the next level. <laughs> uh, what was the, the fight scene or filming the fight scene like with William Zapka? Oh, Billy was just amazing. Um, yeah, he's just a really humble guy. Uh, it's kind of weird seeing such a nice guy be portrayed as the the guy that was such a jerk, you know, before. And um, yeah, I was really honored to take the first hit from Billy or Johnny, you know, <laughs> like. So to me, that was, I even told him I was like, "Hey, man, it's just an honor to get hit from you, you know, from the the first kick from you, you know." Like he started laughing, and um, it's like I felt like it kind of catalyze this whole like Cobra Kai you know that 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 feel and to me that was awesome um I'm glad Kyla got to bring it out of Johnny and um now the whole world gets to see it you know what I mean so yeah so so you you were clearly already familiar with uh Karate Kid prior to landing the role um I knew I I didn't watch the movie okay (laughs) um we had to watch I watched it afterwards maybe like with some of the guys and I wasn't really I only knew about for Karate Kid. I only knew about the the Daniel Sun crane kick and Mr. Okay. Miyagi, of course. Right. Yeah, and just I only knew about that, but I didn't know like the storyline too much. 
I only saw like snippets here and there through YouTube, but that's about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so being part of this universe, has it changed anything for you or like people recognizing you out on the street? Like, hey, you're, you're that kid from Cobra Kai. Yeah, 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 yeah. They sometimes get the name wrong. They're like, Cobra Kid. I'm like, no, man, it's Cobra Kai. <laughs> so like, um, but then they do come up to me and they're like, hey, man, do you look... You look exactly like that dude. <laughs> I was like, man, have I seen you before? I'm like, oh crap, here it is. And I was just like, yeah, man, it's Cobra Kai. And they're like, yeah, dude, good shit. And then they're like, hey, let's take a selfie. I'm like, yeah, let's take one. Let's do this. So um, it's kind of, that's the kind of reactions I get um, around this neighborhood. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's definitely cool. Um, yeah, I just love to keep working with this, you know, in my on my belt, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, so you haven't heard anything yet of uh, season two with your character? Uh, yeah, nothing is certain. So okay, yeah, hopefully, um, if people like the character of Cobra Kai. I, I mean, Kyler. Then I'm sure they'll keep writing him in, but uh, we'll see. Now, I want to uh, kind of see what the difference between you as a person and and Kyler. And we already kind of talked about some of those differences. Uh, you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. uh, when we first started speaking, you mentioned sushi. So, Kyler doesn't like sushi. Mm -hmm. Where, where yeah. What are your Joe thoughts on sushi? Joe loves sushi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I love sashimi. I love sushi. I love fish period um what about fish well, i like sticks? everything i love everything do you like fish sticks? i love fish sticks, fish sticks are dope <laughs> okay. like fish sticks are dope okay i love fish sticks okay <laughs> i could eat them all day all right um but you do love sushi okay because yeah. because we talked about yeah. that uh, uh about that on our coverage we're like who doesn't like sushi <laughs> yeah exactly it's kind of funny because like um after you know because they were slicing up real tuna um so after uh, we wrapped, they had like a grip of freaking tuna left over. And I was like, I'll take that. And they're like, sure, Joe. And they just gave me like a whole like brick of tuna nice. that I could just go home and just slice away too. And I was like, awesome. That was the best dinner. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. In Atlanta. That was cool. So um, definitely, uh, I like sushi. I love fish sticks. Um yeah, I like all fish. I like all meats. I like I like everything. Now, uh, Kyler's uh, parents. He thinks they're some. Uh, they're from Irvine. Uh, where are your parents from? Um, I think they're from. No, but, uh, they're, <laughs> both of them are from um, Korea, but uh, my mom's lineage is from China. So uh, she is like maybe I don't know how many generations, but but she speaks Korean fluently. They're off, like my mom's side is off from the north side, so they do speak with an accent. But um, yeah, she's a, she's her lineage is Chinese. And you guys mainly are, are from San Francisco, though. Yes, we are from San Francisco. So, so never like, uh, nowhere else. Yeah, nowhere else. San Francisco and L.A. That's okay. it. That's where I was born and raised. Now, what was it like? Um that that sushi scene with uh well i i want to call him daniel obviously but ralph macchio you know yeah, yeah. like what was it like <laughs> uh filming that scene with him because because it's really one-on-one -on -one because uh samantha and amanda they right. go into the kitchen right, right, right yeah ralph ralph is a true professional uh 
he he's really he's a really humble guy also and it's funny because like after every take he would try to uh crack up some jokes and yeah he, he just tries to lighten the mood and that's amazing you know just to come from a legend you know definitely it, it was a fun experience but to me um i was just concentrated on you know the character and trying to impress ralph more than anything else like that's all i was thinking about how could I put up like the best front possible, you know, so I could win his heart or, you know, even Sam's heart. Yeah. And that's all that was in my mind uh, at that time. But uh, afterwards, you know, he, he's just, he's just a really nice guy. Yeah, he was even like, cause uh, my agent, Evan, uh, he, he had a baby recently and um, Ralph was even nice enough to shoot like a video for me and just congratulate him. So that's the type of guy he is. He's really class act. Oh, that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what was it like uh, working with Mary? Because there, there's there's mm-hmm. uh, all different stages that you have to play, like in a relationship. You know, there's the meet cute that you guys have at the pool. And then, you know, there's the stuff at the school, the movie theater, where you start making moves on her. And mm-hmm. basically, they, I, I, I guess there's no real breakup, but then like all the stuff at school. Yeah, I think with Mary, it's a very, it's a very like um, a high school relationship where yeah, everything goes like you could be boyfriend, girlfriend, period one, but by period six, you'll be gone, you know, yeah. so <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of like that. And um, for, yeah, the relationship was really, I guess it was like a roller coaster in a sense. And that's all that people could see. So. Yeah, it's definitely fun working with Mary. Mary, she's she's also a great actress. Um, and yeah, and she was also a really nice offset. So she, so she plays that per- role perfectly. You know, she's just a really nice person. Yeah, she she was definitely one of my favorites uh, on the show. I thought she was great. Um, yeah, she was. What did you, why do you think Kyler spread the rumor about her giving him a blowjob uh, after, you know, the incident at the movie theater. I think for Kyler, it's just to save face, you know, like he, yeah, he just got rejected like publicly. Uh, what else can he do but to like over-exaggerate everything, right? Yeah. So uh, for Kyler, it's just a defensive mechanism, mechanism where, yeah, he had to do something to like, to keep that, I guess, stature up, you know, like to keep that image up where he is always going to be the badass. He's always like this and that. Um, so for him, that's probably the reason why he wanted to spread that rumor. And that's kind of what happened. And now the, I think the last time we see Kyler, well, was it the, was it episode six, I think, or seven? Um, was it the beach scene or was there... Was there another one? I feel. I don't know which episode that was, but there was a beach scene, and that one I make a, a cameo appearance and just come out, and just when I see Miguel, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Rio's there, gotta go, you know, like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> time to move to another spot and make our own party, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that was the scene with the beach. Um, oh, sorry about the spoiler, but. Yeah, that's kind of what happens. 
Oh yeah, um, no, I think everyone's already binged it uh, at this point. Oh yeah, but I I awesome. thought I thought it was great to see like the transformation of Kyler from the very beginning. You know, we kind of discussed that first scene, um, and also the last time we see him, where Yasmin's like, "Oh, hey, go tell those losers to leave our area," and he's kind of like, "Oh, sure, yeah, I'll do that," and. All of a sudden, he sees Miguel. It's like, you know what? Uh, maybe we should just leave. Or, hey, how about we find another spot? Yeah, exactly. So it's a quick turnaround. It reminds me of the time, like, you know, in Simpsons where the grandpa walks in and just walks back out. You know, like, <laughs> it's just um, it's just one of those, like, oh, crap. We see danger and we're like, oh, forget it. Like, it's, we, were, we were just here to have a good time. But if it's going to get serious, it's time to, you know, just to bounce. I do wonder, I mean, did you guys have any kind of wiggle room in terms of like uh, improvising some of your guys' line? Because where I'm getting at is in that very scene, when you guys first arrive to the beach, uh, Annalisa, mm-hmm. her character, Yasmin, she's, she kind of shades you on your driving, says something, you know, like that's the worst driving ever or something like, I, I don't know if that was like a, like an Asian driver joke or was that written in the script that way? Oh, no, it wasn't written. She just, that was improvised. <laughs> what I said even afterwards was improvised. Well, I forgot what my line was. It was like, uh, you're going to say, all right, bye. You know, like it was really quick. Um, last, oh, yeah, it was like last chance, you know, and so that was improvised. And um, yeah, because we just all had great, great chemistry. Yeah, Jasmine could shade, shade on me all she wants. Like I shade on her all the time, too. So we yeah. could. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That is interesting because like it's it's just so funny. So I sit there as an audience member and I just wonder, you know, like what is written and what did the filmmakers just say? You know, just go ahead, have at it, and just improvise lines here. Yeah, John, Hayden, Josh—they're all so laid back, and they always let us like you know just fly with a lot of things. So it's kind of cool. Um, they even give us like maybe like six, seven alternatives for us to like uh, say our lines to, you know? So that was actually really nice of them. And it just all credit goes to them though, because for them to allow that and for them to like make that type of atmosphere. So uh, it was definitely cool. Like just even like, you know, like the cell phone ball sack scene where he kind of shows off his, yeah, his nut shot, whatever. Uh So. Even that, it was just all a lot of improvisation, like uh, it's a lot of lines with Geo, uh, G, uh, um, Geo's character. Um, <laughs> that was improvised. Uh, I could definitely say um, it was a fun shoot. Yeah, it was a fun shoot. Okay. Uh, as we um, uh, wind down here and get ready to wrap up, I do have some uh, questions mm-hmm. from my co-host uh, who covered Cobra Kai with me as well. Um, now. Yeah, sure. He wonders, are you Team Johnny or Team Daniel? Can I be in Team Kyler? <laughs> okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah. Team Kyler. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I know what's going on is like, yeah, they're making this two separate, like completely, you know, make it bipolar. But I don't know. I don't know about Kyler's character. Like, it'll be tough for him to choose one or the other, you know? But me possibly Miyagi though, if at all, um, because he probably would be like Miguel's, like you know, the opposite of Miguel. 
Yeah, I could see that, and I was kind of thinking about that myself. It, it would definitely uh, be a very interesting conflict to kind of write because your character, you, you're like, okay, well, he can't be a Cobra Kai because his beef with Miguel. But then there's mm -hmm. this the conflict with with uh, see, I'm blanking, uh Samantha. No, no, no. Yeah, mm -hmm. Samantha's character, where you guys mm -hmm. had that falling out and that breakup, and so. I don't know. I, I guess it seems as though she might be Miyagi Do as well because we're, you know, we're being teased that she's probably going to pick up the karate again. And so it will be mm -hmm. very interesting to see where Kyler ends up. Right. Um, me too. I, I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. And um, that's what is so great about this. It's so up, open ended. And we'll see where the brains of the trio come, you know, like take us to you know so it's kind of funny yeah uh another question i have uh what kind of lessons uh do you think people can learn from the show uh don't be a bully uh what else um yeah i, I just be nice to people I, I i think kyler is such a jerk sometimes but i'm sure it comes from somewhere uh it's just yeah, there's no reason for him to be like that, even though it does come from somewhere. Like, uh, so yeah, it doesn't pay off to be a jerk. And um, for people, uh, yeah, maybe take up some karate lessons for everyone that's out there that's uh, having a hard time with self-esteem and stuff like that. I think martial arts is a great escape. Um, yeah, I, I took it too for like 12 years, so it's it's actually it's actually really good for the mind and body so for anyone that's <laughs> that wants to try it out go for it and uh have fun with it yeah so that actually does uh, lead me into another question you you mentioned you took martial arts what did you take uh, exactly oh i took kung fu oh okay yeah so i took kung fu for around 12 years now, when you were kind of uh, doing your own backstory building for Kyler, did Kyler take any type of martial arts? Nothing at all. Nothing just at wrestling. all. Just okay. Just yeah. wrestling and a little little street yeah, high fighting. School wrestling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no street fighting. Like I don't even think he could fight because there's not a time where he does anything crazy. You know, like he just it's just all like kind of wrestling stuff, and he just talks a lot of shit. Yeah, because I think with with Johnny, it was wrestling. Uh, like he tried, he put him in a chokehold, and, uh, and then in the cafeteria scene, I don't know if you got to land any punches or anything, right? Uh, nah, nothing. Um, I only got punched. I only, literally, I was the victim throughout the whole movie. Guys. <laughs> like I got one punch into Miguel, and that was it. <laughs> and plus, I had to have like a crew to you know like back up my. Uh, being a jerk and bully, it's kind of it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, uh, yeah. The yeah. the lunchroom scene was one one of my favorite moments as well. Uh, you know, just mm -hmm. obviously Miguel kind of unleashing all of his uh, the lessons that he's learned uh, through through Johnny. Um, and last question for you here, uh, Billy Zapka. Uh, so so he actually goes by Billy with you guys. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay. I've been calling him Billy. Okay. It. Hey, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So Billy, uh, he has said that people used to give him a hard time in real life because of the way his character uh, behaved in the original Karate Kid. Uh, have you experienced mm -hmm. anything like that? And if so, how uh, have you dealt with it? 
Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've built built up that notoriety yet, like around like this image. Um, uh, I haven't walked around too much yet either, so maybe that's why. But it, once I become another, like if, once I become a jerk again in season two, then maybe like people would throw shade at me all the time. And but it's good to see people like throwing shade at me on the internet, you know, through like. SMS and stuff like that. It's just a lot of people saying, fuck you, you know, fuck off. And to me, that's the biggest compliment, you know? I'm like, all right. Cool. You did your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they hated Kyler. Um, so it worked. I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, so everyone's just hating on me on the internet, but I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So, so, so uh, if anything, you're getting the internet trolls, just not a whole lot, a lot of uh, encounters out in the real life. Yeah, not too much in real life. Okay. Um, yeah, because in real life, they don't see Kyler. They see Joe. So there's like, hey, aren't you the guy? But they don't go like, dude, how come you're not a jerk? Or like, they don't they do not do anything like that. They're like, hey, can I get a selfie with you? Or whatever. And that's about the extent that goes, you know? Like, they're like, man, that's a dope, that's a freaking dope-ass show. I'm like, thank you. Um, it, yeah, there's nothing like... <laughs> there's not a there there wasn't a time where someone goes fuck you like in real life and like yeah then start starting shit or anything yeah. like that was, so everyone's that's, been chill that's good because you know the show there is a focus on the you know the the bullying culture and how prevalent it is and especially in school yeah uh, you yeah. know the, the character of aisha she talks about it you know the the trolls uh behind the monitors and all of that uh, so it is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of funny, in, not in a hysterical way, but that how life imitates art. You know, you're you're getting all these um, you know tweets on Twitter and what have you. Basically, you know, kind of like how the characters are on Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, um, it's definitely like a full circle, like where life imitates art and art imitates life, and it's back and forth. And I think that's why it's so important for like Hollywood to show Asian Americans in different lights, because this is, that's the only way to change culture. That's the only way to change like what perception is. And I think that is so important. Like I can't say that enough to, um, because the Asian American culture is so like, it's kind of stomped on, like even, yeah, it's kind of stomped I'm sorry to say, but we don't raise enough voices. We don't we don't get heard enough. But um, yeah, even in Koreatown right now, like what's going on is like they're they're putting like a homeless center in Koreatown and try to take everyone into Koreatown, all the um, homeless people into Koreatown. And for me, I'm glad there's a homeless center, but I'm hoping there's a homeless center in every town, not just Koreatown, but in downtown to whatever town. But for them to just you know, point a finger at a minority group and just be like, hey, we're going to put all these homeless people into your town, I think is just kind of, yeah, it goes back to the riots. You know what I mean? It's just, it's horrible. Like, I think it's a lot of uh, unjust, like, unjust stuff going on, even in politics, just because we don't have a voice. And um, what they could do to Koreatown, they could do to, like, Chinatown, they could do to everything else. And to me... Yeah, I don't think that's right. I think if they're going to do it to one town, they should do it to the other or yeah. to all the towns. 
Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. Just little things like that. And I feel like, yeah, there's just a lot of unjust injustice going on. So hopefully, um, yeah, little by little, like Cobra Kai could change a lot of perception, a lot of everything. And hopefully other, there's other projects that will take more precedence and be like, Hey, we need to, uh, shine some light on some Asian Americans for once. And what else uh, can listeners keep an eye out? Uh, you know, we talked about Spot Night, which, um, you know, personally, I am going to check out myself uh, when when I get uh, the opportunity to. What What is something else that you're uh, working on that maybe listeners can uh, keep an eye out on? Um, we'll see. Um, I've been talking to just a few directors and producers right now. But uh, nothing 100% solid in the works. So I'm still waiting on possibly, yeah, like, I don't know. In this business, it's kind of funny. Like, you just have to, the only way I believe anything happens is when I start shooting. And to me, even then, sometimes it doesn't even come out. But still, as long as I'm shooting something, then I'll tell people, hey, this, this, this is happening. So I can't really tell people like, hey, um, I'm going to be in the next Marvel or I'm going to be in this. Um, nothing is certain. So uh, definitely um, to all the people that's trying to look out for me, thank you so much. And yeah, hopefully um, I'll just get more roles and I'll work harder to strive, that, to strive for that. And that's going to conclude my conversation with Joe. Uh, again, I want to thank him for the opportunity uh, to speak with him. Uh, he gave a lot of great insight uh, into Cobra Kai, but also, importantly, uh, about himself. You know, I, I learned quite a bit, and he is so different from uh, his character on that show. So it was great to talk to him. Uh, if you guys haven't yet already, uh, please subscribe to the show. If you guys want to check out our coverages of Cobra Kai, uh, at the time of this recording, we've had six episodes out maybe five, yeah i think six episodes uh you can find it all on this podcast uh we have a few more releasing here pretty soon but if you want to carry on the conversation of any of the previous episodes we've covered on uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at podstalgic and you can find Tom over at The Drunken Dork. Uh, but we also have a Facebook group page specifically for Cobra Kai uh, fans and maybe for the people that uh, listen to our coverage. And it's going to be all Cobra Kai talk in there. You know, we've uh, already posted our episodes in there, some links and what have you. We have a handful of people in there. And if it sounds like something you want to be a part of, just go on Facebook and type in www. Cobra Kai period TVAMB group and period is spelled out just like how it's talked about uh, in the show Cobra Kai. So that's going to do it for me. And I hope you guys continue uh, listening to our coverage and perhaps hope to see you guys in the group page. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got to hang tough to make it. Try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one And you can have your dream You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around
Thank you for listening to the Court Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.